Hey besties, I'm back. So today I would love to talk to you about a not so meet cute. And I have to be completely honest, this book caught me off guard. I thought it was so funny. I literally laughed out loud more times than I could even count. I enjoyed it so much. So let's get into it, shall we? So we start off with our main character, Lottie really going through it, you know, working for her best friend. And right as she's up for promotion, she gets fired by her best friend, supposed best friend, because honestly, who would do that? So she's down on her luck. And she's kind of talking with her sister, like, what can she do? She's living with her parents. And that's not fun for anyone. And so she devises this plan that she's going to go walking through the rich neighborhood near her house and try and find herself a rich husband. Now that plan is foiled um, because she gets lost in this rich neighborhood. Now, much to her benefit, she runs into a very rich man named Huxley who lives in that community and she immediately comes clean. Um, Instead of trying to trap him, which he would have been the perfect target, she says, hey, I'm just here looking for a rich husband. I lost my job. I have a reunion coming up. I am just trying to make ends meet and make my friends jealous. Now, Huxley is in a very precarious situation because he has lied to um, a potential business partner saying that he has a pregnant fiance. Now, why would he lie about that, you might ask? Well, it's because um, he runs into this potential business partner, and when he does, he sees that this business partner is with his own pregnant fiance. And for some reason, Huxley is overtaken by a lie and is like, oh, I know exactly what you're going through because I too have a pregnant fiance, which he does not. (laughs) He's a very business oriented kind of guy. He doesn't even date. So it was really outlandish for him to say something like that. Well, when he runs into Lottie with this uh, trying to find a rich husband plan, he thinks his business mind takes over and he thinks, you know what? We could help each other. And this could be a quid pro quo kind of situation. If you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. So they meet at a Chipotle where all good business deals are conducted, obviously, over breedable. And he devises this plan. You pretend to be my pregnant fiance and I'll pay off your student loans. (laughs) And I mean, honestly, that's a pretty sweet deal for Lottie. I would take that in a heartbeat. And you know what? The deal doesn't stop there because, you know, pretending to be a pregnant fiance is really worth more than the $30,000 of student loan debt that Lottie's in. So he also um, needs to hear out her other terms and conditions, which is she needs a job and she needs a place to stay. Um, And she refuses to take the handout of a job, even though he's a billionaire um, and could probably have signed her up for any sort of job that she could have ever desired and she doesn't want to live with him because that would be taking advantage of him and they don't have any sort of actual relationship so it would be kind of weird but the longer she's living in her parents house and the more they're sort of pushing her to get out out of their house um they do come to the conclusion that if you are going to pretend to be a pregnant fiance, guess what? You should probably be living together. Yeah, obviously. So 
she moves in with Huxley, which honestly is probably the best thing she could have ever done. And <laughs> of course, it their relationship is no longer the same. I mean, you want to add gas to a fire, you move into the hot billionaire's house. That's what I always say anyway. And so she moves in and she has her own bedroom, which I mean, smart because obviously this is just a fake setup arrangement. However, he would like to have meals with her and as you should the person who's living in your house you have meals together and he sleeps in the bedroom across the hall well Lottie is a very open person about everything she does even about the more intimate things that she does and she is not afraid to tease Huxley or even parade around these intimate things and um, objects if you catch my drift so there's a lot of tension um and Lottie was going to be staying with her sister who she's actually getting into business with her sister runs like an organizing uh company that she's trying to take bigger and she tried living with her sister and her sister has a one bedroom the size of a shoebox and she was sleeping on the floor in the living room and Huxley just wasn't having that you know so there we go they've moved in and um, now Huxley is trying to do the best he can to also help her with a job. And that's all because in order to pretend to be a pregnant fiance, you have to do quite a lot of lying. So one of the first instances that they're with the potential business partner and their, their own pregnant fiance, they're just having dinner. And, you know, Lottie has to come up with how far along she is, if she's been shopping for baby stuff and and just you know talking about dinner recipes very much normal what you do if your partner is a big important businessman but Lottie's not used to that so it is a little strange for her and it's a little outside of her comfort zone and then they get invited to a Lamaze class and and here's one of the things that just made me overwhelmed with joy and just made me laugh so hard so they go to this Lamaze class, and it is a Lamaze class not like any other I have ever heard of. And honestly, I doubt it's real, because if it is, I have no idea who's going. So in said Lamaze class, the teacher has you go back to the point of conception. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you are acting out how you conceived said baby. Now, of course... Huxley and Lottie, they're not actually having a baby, nor have they been intimate with one another. So imagine how awkward that must be to be bent up like a pretzel in front of a room full of strangers, a potential business partner, their pregnant fiance, and you are just trying to go with it. Now, of course, it's probably a little robotic. And of course, they get called out by the instructor and the instructor wants them to really get into the spirit of things so she kind of directs them and asks them a lot of questions about their conception night which obviously they don't have answers so they look like bumbling idiots but you know it was really fun to read and and really cracked me up so definitely one of my favorite parts in the book then of course because nothing's simple the longer they live together and they're in close quarters obviously the more build up <laughs> there is more tension sexual tension that is and finally that breaks and I just will not forget the scene where Lottie 
is going to take care of herself and she is stripping down walking through her room going to the bathroom and essentially teasing Huxley and I am not gonna spoil the shower scene for you because that would just be egregious on my part you have to read it it is I mean the author just did so well mixing like a comedy and like a sexually charged scene like it was it is so good I actually (laughs) I made my mom read it because I am all about spreading the joy here okay so of course they finally give in to their tension and yet nobody wants to admit that they have feelings because obviously this is just a fake arrangement like okay so maybe sex is on the table now but that doesn't mean that they're gonna last long term well Of course, that puts them in a lot of relationship turmoil. It causes them to fight a lot. Um, It causes the businessman, Huxley, to not be so business-oriented. Lottie and her sister wind up pitching their organizational business to Huxley and his company, which he runs with his brothers. And so they pick up a very large contract with them. And Huxley realizes that this deal with this potential business partner is not nearly as important to him as Lottie is, which is really sweet. I mean, he's a billionaire who's never made time for himself or his personal life or other people. And now all of a sudden he's really understanding that life occurs in the moments outside of work. So a lot of growth for Huxley. Lottie, of course, at this point is kind of fed up with him because she feels like she's sort of second place to his business. And what happens is, is the potential business partner actually has known the entire time that Huxley and Lottie have been faking this engagement and pregnancy and it's actually funny they wind up going to a a baby class where you know they give you the fake plastic babies and they cry and you have to coddle them and you know learn how to be a good parent and uh, Lottie cannot handle a crying baby she cusses she throws the thing down she gets vomited on anyway (laughs) the uh, potential business partner has known the whole time that this is all a ruse And Huxley is so mad that he goes home and accuses Lottie of telling the potential business partner's pregnant fiance that this is all a ruse. And it really sucked because Lottie was getting ready to tell him that she loved him for the first time. So they were on totally separate wavelengths. Huxley is so worried about losing this business plan. And so then Lottie leaves him. She leaves and she goes back to her sister's because she's not going to put up with it. And you know what? Good for her. While Huxley, realizing his mistake, decides to come clean to the potential business partner himself. And when he does that, he basically owns up that he's not interested in this deal anymore. He doesn't care about working with this guy anymore. All he wants in his life now is Lottie. And his business partner says, you know what? Just for that, I'll get into business with you. Because that takes a real man to admit what he wants and what he needs and go after that. So he fixes everything with this now business partner of his. Now he needs to fix things with Lottie, right? So he does convince her to meet him at his house. And he goes through this semi-elaborate proposal because, of course, they've been in a fake dating relationship this whole time. They've been living together. They they might as well be fiancés already, you know, because they've been pretending this whole time. And, I mean, they've experienced a lot of relationship things that most people don't experience until later on in their relationship. So even though they've only been in this arrangement for a month or two, the feelings are real. So he takes her up to the rooftop which they've had an intimate scene on earlier on in the book, and he proposes. And, of course, 
because she loves him, she forgives him and she says yes. And then there's, a, you know, family meaning family and it all turns out as good as it could have. And honestly, I enjoyed the book so much. And I think maybe it was the comedy element that really got me. But it a fake relationship, forced proximity will get me every time. I am a sucker for these elements in books. And I just can't help it because it's just like catnip to me. If I was a cat, of course. <laughs> but I just loved it so much. I think the author wrote it so well. I found it so lighthearted. I feel like I read it super fast. And it just, uh, it was a great read for me. So that's how I felt about a not-so-meet-cute. And as always, if you have any recommendations for books that you'd like me to read and talk about on the podcast, just reach out to me at bookscoop at yahoo.com. And that's it. Okay. Love you. Bye.